0: Hello and welcome to Inspiring Your Shine. This is Rebecca, your personal growth mentor, and today is part one of the Master Your Identity series. This was recorded on a Facebook Live, but I've cleaned it up for you so it should be a pleasant experience to listen to. I think you will really get a lot out of it. It's all about your design and helping you understand your personality type so that you can have less conflict and be a much happier person. So I hope that you enjoy and please let me know if you end up with any questions. I would love to help you out. Welcome. Day one of mastering your identity and that is what the challenge is for this month and we're going to be talking all about on day one is talking about your design and helping you understand how to really take ownership and honor who you are this is the scripture that I have anchoring it I think it's so perfect and that's Ephesians 2 10 for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. That is what I want you to really embrace this whole concept of that. He designed you beforehand to fulfill something in this world. Like you have a purpose. You are not just here by happenstance. You are here because you are an integral part of what God is doing in this world. And for humanity. It is very important for us to really understand that we hold a huge responsibility. Later on day two, I'm going to be talking to you about that with your talents. I put in here this little blip about that you're like a seed. You have everything within you to become who God intended you to be. You're knitted together perfectly to fulfill his purpose for your life on earth, and it's your responsibility to grow into what he intended. And The reason why it's so hard to be yourself is that from day one, you're impacted by the world around you. And so you have to learn how to tune in to who God created you to be. And it can be a challenge in this noisy world. So we'll be talking all about that tomorrow. So this is a poem, writing, I don't know what you want to call it. I wrote this actually years ago, but I really do believe this is a complete download from God. It has a lot of scripture in it, so I I think you'll see once I start reading it that you'll recognize scriptures in it. And so I'm going to go ahead and read it to you, I have no idea how this is going to go because it's right there and you can read it yourself, but I'm just going to read it to you and then we'll move on to the next section, breaking down your design. So as God lovingly plants you into this world, he says, grow my child. This is all I ask of you. Within you is the person of my design. I have knitted you together perfectly with strengths that will give you the exact power you need to be of service to the world. You are unique, special, and anointed. All you must do is grow. Be yourself, be authentically you because there is no one else on the earth that compares. You are planted in this tainted soil of the world, but my presence will make your soil good. You are rooted firmly by my plans that I have for you, plans for a hope and a future that I have secured through the truth of my son, whom I rose from the dead to be your savior. The barrier between you and I is now torn and you are free to deepen your roots to access the full measure of my power. There will be some resistance in life that will make you question your value and even me, your father. Do not be dismayed. You are strong and your spirit is able to bear many burdens. You are complete and lacking nothing My shadow will be with you always and you can rest here when you're weary and life gets tough. I am here to guide you as a lamp to your feet. When you are lost, seek me and you will find all that you need to carry on. No matter how long or short your life here is, you have purpose and you bring my light with you. Your only job is to grow, become who I have created you to be. So your purpose will stand in alignment with mine. It may not always be easy and you will have to face the storms of life, but you will never be alone. I am here always. Bloom into the fullness and soak in the power of my son that will forever be there to support your growth. Drink in my living water that I will freely give you and you shall never wilt or die. I will prune every part in you that does not bear fruit so that you will be strong and healthy, enabling you to reveal my love to the world. Grow, my child, grow. Gosh, that felt like a really long time to read that, but um, Amber asked me to do it, so I'll let her know that I did that for her. (laughs) So this is where we're at, is I'm starting to break this down. And if you have your, your workbook, which I hope that you do, looks like that. And so there's an online fillable version and a printable version and it's in color, but you can print it in black and white. That's what I do. So we're going to be looking now at your design. And what I did is I kind of put this in something of a form that looks like a seed. Because I wanted to drive home this whole point of you being a seed, being planted in this world, that it's your job to grow. There's an adversary trying to keep you from growing. And then on the last day, we're going to be talking about why it's so important for you to have deep roots, to be stable and anchored in the Word of God. And so that's what we're going to be talking about there by the last day. I don't know if you've ever learned about personality types. There's lots of different ways to learn about personality. I really like this way. It's the four letter type or what some people consider the Myers-Briggs. I'm not certified in this method but I am very gifted in helping people and it's actually my calling that God gave me to help people understand how they're knitted together so that they can align with their God-given purpose. That is my calling. That is what God wants me to do here in this world and and it's not always easy because this can be a very very complex subject but what I'm going to show you is with this four letter type the reason why I like this way of explaining your personality type although there's nothing wrong with the other ways I like it because it deals with four different very important aspects of your person and that is that it deals with your energy so it deals with whether you're an introvert or an extrovert and we're gonna break down why that's important for you to know that it deals with are you a sensory person or an intuitive person these people operate very very differently 80 I think it's 88% of the population is a sensory but 12% are the intuitives and I really believe that the intuitives are the ones that get most confused because they grow up in a sensory world and because the giftings that we have and the callings that we have on our lives as intuitives if that's who you are too then it's very in it's it's hidden and so I'm excited to help reveal that for you if that's you and because that was a real big problem for me and then there's another part of your personality and that is whether it's how you make decisions. So the intuitive and sensory is about perception and the how you make decisions is about whether you're logical thinking minded or if you are an emotional feeler. And so most of you on here most likely are emotional feelers because you're very heart centered, but it might be that you there's a logical one in here and I'm gonna explain that, I'm married to a logical. And then the last one has to do with your environment. And in your environment, it's whether you are structured or unstructured. And they use the letters J and P. J is structured and P is unstructured. Um, But I just refer to it the way I do. (laughs) So hopefully that doesn't confuse you. Now I want you to know that by the end here, in your homework, you can do um, a little quiz, try to discern. And the biggest thing about as you're going through this is it's not about who you want to be. It is about who you are most of the time. Like, What is your most natural self? Think back to when you were little, how you were. Because again, a lot of times we are very tainted by the world and we're not really growing in a way that is true to who God created us to be. We're not honoring who God created us to be. So it's very important for us to be able to discern the difference between what are we trying to be and who are we naturally. And that's my prayer for you is that you're really gonna be able to see and identify your most natural self. That's the whole point. And so once you know that there's those four parts that deal with your energy, your perception, your decision making, and your environment, then it helps you to kind of grasp how you are different from other people. And so we'll be talking a little bit about that, how this can really help you to stop having as much conflict with people when you really understand this. First of all, I want you to know that you are born this way, like I believe. And and I believe that because I've worked with children for 20 years and I can see it in infancy, a particular personality traits of how they want structure, how they need interaction, how they are much more quiet and contained. I mean, it is all very evident from the time that you are even tiny. And so that's why I believe your personality is not developed. Now, there is something that we developed, and that is our characteristics. And so we can develop different characteristics as we grow. But there are also character traits within your personality type that are just very innate to who you are naturally. Like I said, there's a lot of different ways to learn personality, but hopefully this will help you to understand it and break it down pretty simply. First of all, I want to talk about self-acceptance and your personality. Many times we are not honoring who we are because we don't value how we've been knitted together because maybe you were raised by someone or you were married to somebody or you had friends and they were different than you. And unfortunately, it's very much our human nature to try to make other people respond to the world the same way we do. And so if you are a parent, then you might know, and I know that I did this for sure on my first one, really bad and that was i always tried to get her to be like a mini me i wanted her to be like me i expected her to respond to the world the way that i respond to the world and now that she's older we recognize that there were a lot of things that i was trying to make her fit into the mold of what i wanted her to be and what happens in that particularly in a mentoring or parenting role or somebody who's very influential over you is what happens is because you're eager to please as a child you will acquiesce to what it is that they want from you and you will become what it is that they want this also comes up let's just say if you are an extroverted person and you grow up with introverted people then that you would hear a lot of be quiet shut up go to your room and so it I know that that was my experience and I felt like my voice was annoying to people. And what's interesting is that actually God gave me a voice to encourage and to teach. And so the very thing that was one of my most treasured gifts is what I was very bullied about that is how this kind of works. And what we're going to try to work through is I want you to really know and take ownership of who you are. But I also want you to recognize by the time we get to tomorrow, when we're talking about how your soil has been tainted in different ways that you've been oppressed to becoming who you're supposed to be, then you're going to be able to discern, hopefully, some of those things that God can help you to basically, there's the truth of who you are, In God's design and then there's a lie that the enemy is trying to make you believe and so what we want to do is we want to shed truth on it and we want to discern those lies so that we can take the chains off of us that have held us and kept us from growing and becoming who God intended us to be and that is my whole point of this I'm going to just break down a couple of these, the different types. And I'm not gonna go too much into detail because this is what I want. By the end of this, you will um, have a little test and you'll be able to discern what your four letters are and you can go Google it and you can read until your heart is content. There's no way that I could possibly tell you everything in in a short time. So I want to make sure that I just equip you with the understanding of the elements of it and why it's so important for you to know. And then you can go and you can Google it. Now I'm going to break it down a little bit, but not in too much detail. But before I get into that, I want to talk to you about, again, that self-acceptance of like when you... Really accept who you are and you're no longer trying to compare yourself to somebody else so that you're trying to behave like they are because you think they're better than you or you're no longer trying to emulate somebody that you admire because you think that that's how you have to be to have success or or that you've been be behaving in a particular way to please people. What we really need to do where self-confidence really comes from, besides doing things repetitively, is having complete and total self-acceptance. Where you will accept who you are completely and understand and know that you are knitted together perfectly for who God created you to be and the role that he wants you to play in this world. And so again, let's get back to thinking about the ways in your life where you were bullied about things that are actually beautiful gifts of yours. You know, your parents maybe didn't honor things about you that are gifts of yours. And so that is why it's so important for you to take ownership of who you are naturally looking back to who you were as a child more than who you are now to make sure that you really are in alignment because it can be very confusing. And I want to just offer to you that if you get really confused you're like, I don't know, let's have a talk. Just contact me. We'll We'll make a time to talk. I will help you to discern who you are. You know, we will get through to the truth of it. We want to make sure that you stop masking who you are, and we can't live under the veil of this mask of pretending to be something that we're not, because that takes a lot of energy and it is not helping us to be in the world who we need to be. All right. And so the next thing that I want to tell you is that knowing this information is going to increase your emotional intelligence. And if you've not heard about emotional intelligence, what emotional intelligence is, is that it is having self-awareness. And once you have self-awareness, then you can manage yourself. Then the next part of emotional intelligence is that it gives you social awareness, and then you can manage yourself socially. So if you have been around somebody Really what it is, honestly, is like somebody who is very wise with their spiritual growth. God teaches us how to be emotionally intelligent. Having this awareness can help you too. Once you know and understand how you're knitted together and you understand how other people are different from you and what they need compared to what you need, then it will help you with conflict in your life. For instance, if you're like me, you may have married somebody who is an exact opposite to you. Throughout our marriage, we've had problems, but we've always worked through them. And luckily, I was exposed to a lot of this information early on so that even though I always was shamed and bullied about particular parts of me and how I behave and how I show up in the world, at the same time, I was able to give my husband grace for how he needed to have his world And so that comes back to these four different parts. I'll be breaking them down, but I want you to know that knowing this information will increase your emotional intelligence because once you have emotional intelligence, that is when you're really going to start having success. Because it eliminates a lot of the chatter in your head. It helps you to stand secure and firm and strong in who you are. And it helps you to set up your environment in a way that you can thrive. Because you know what you need to be your best. Let's go ahead and get into just really quickly. I'm going to take you through what the difference is between each of these parts. So like I said, if you're an introvert or an extrovert, this has to do with your energy and how you control your energy, the energy that you need to thrive. So let's talk about if you're an introvert, okay? So if you're an introvert, I want you to think about introvert I stands for like inward. So think about arrows pointing inward and everything that an introvert does is very contained. They think a lot inside without speaking it out of their mouths. They are private They don't like everybody to know their inner thoughts. And matter of fact, they almost enjoy the fact that people don't know everything about them. It gives them a sense of security. And they are very controlled in that they can think things and never say them out their mouth. And as we go into the extrovert, you'll see how different that is. One thing that you'll really notice with an an introvert is that they build walls around them. And they don't just let anyone in. They need to trust you and they need to see and take time to discern for themselves whether you are worthy of opening up and letting you into their life, which is very, very different what you're going to find from an extrovert. So an extrovert, I'm an extrovert. So if you know me, then that can give you a good clue, but an extrovert is very expressive. And so when I think something or I'm excited about something, people normally know about it because I will share outwardly with anybody, everybody, strangers. And so I'm not private. And so that is a way that um, introverts and extroverts sometimes have conflict because extroverts are too busy talking and not listening or because extroverts are not private, they forget that other people are and they will cross boundaries. The thing about extroverts is that they are social and they actually get energy from being with people. Whereas an introvert is exhausted, exhausting energy by being with people. They renew by being alone. But an extrovert, if they're alone for too long, then they will really start to struggle. And so many people now that we've been in quarantine for a month, Um, Many people are starting to really, really crack (laughs) because they're extroverts and they need to be social and they found ways online and things, but it's not the same as being in a room with other people. Just so you know, hopefully it's almost over and you're going to be okay, but that is probably what's going on if you're really, really struggling and you're an extrovert. And so I think I covered most of the things that are very common about extroverts. So that is why I want you to make sure that you discern that. And again, it's about your energy, because if you're an introvert and you are trying to put yourself in an extrovert role, like let's just say you have a job or a position where you are talking all the time and you're having to share and you're putting yourself out there, or even if you're building an online business, sometimes introverts might feel like, I don't want to share all my stuff. And I don't want you to think that in order to be successful at social selling that you need to put all your stuff out there. You can decide what you share. Now, it's important for you to share some because you want people to see you so that they can grow in relationship with you, but you can decide what are the things that you're going to show. You don't have to show them everything. Now, an extrovert, when it comes to social selling, I want you to think about that you don't want to share every single thing. And you don't want to share all the things that you have going on. Even if you have a problem, you can allude to the problem or you can talk about the problem after you've overcome it. But you don't want to be sharing all of your stuff out there and just like laying yourself bare because people can't handle it. It's too much for them and it will confuse them about what it is that you have to offer. Just like when you talk too much and or if you're too much for somebody because your energy is so expressive then that makes people back off and they don't even give you a chance. So that you can do that even online. And so be aware of that. You wanna just have a really good balance about what you're sharing and how you're sharing things. Okay, so now let's move on to the next part about how you perceive. And so in the perception part, and that's how you take in information, you are either a S or you're an N. So you're either sensory or intuitive. And sensory, 88% of the population is sensory, and that means that they take in the information and they perceive the world through their five senses what they can taste, touch, see, feel, and hear. Now, what's really, really opposite with the intuitive is that the intuitive doesn't need to see, taste, touch, or hear it, they can feel it. So, an intuitive might feel energy in the air or they might notice that there's a break in a pattern and that is how they are perceiving. And so if you think about it, a sensory is very much on the surface of things because it's all what their senses can take in. Whereas an intuitive, which is only 12% of the population, they are very much on the underneath. So they pay attention and notice the things, they might not even notice the things that are in the surface world through their five senses, They're so inner-focused on patterns and feelings and the things that you can't see in the underneath. So hopefully that makes sense. And that's what is a huge discernment between the two. It's very, very interesting. I am an intuitive. And throughout my life, most of the people around me were sensories, of course. And I tried to be a sensory. And it was very frustrating to me Because I always felt like I never could keep up, that I just, I was always being condemned for having my head in the clouds and being, you know, thinking and exploring and not being present. And so it was really hard for me. And once I learned and knew and understood that I'm an intuitive and what that means, it it just was so powerful for me. So powerful. I needed to know that. And I wish that I knew and understood that as a child because I was so condemned because everybody just kept pointing out that I wasn't like them. And, and I wasn't, and I mean the gifts that I have and who I am, it's very important that intuitive side of me is very, very important to my giftings. So hopefully that will make sense to you. So uh, S again is all about their five senses. They're on the surface and they're very practical. And so the difference there with the intuitive is they're very abstract. They don't need evidence. They can think about things in the future or what could be or what if. And they can, they can take that on as if it's already happening. And they're very deep. They don't tend to like shallow conversation. They're not the people that want to talk about the weather or what was on the news. They want to talk about deeper issues of life and they are very very visionary and so they want to live in the future a lot of times and that's why intuitives struggle to be present because we're so innovative and visionary all right so the next area is about how you make decisions and this is an area where you definitely can have a lot of conflict with people particularly if you're different because there is the logical thinker and then there's the emotional feeler. Now of course the logical thinker is very analytical. They like things in sequence and they abide in what are the the rules of logic and that is how they operate their lives. And they're very rational. So what that means is that they can go into a crazy situation and not allow themselves to get all wrapped up in it and they can just Take a step back and assess things logically. So a lot of people that are going to be like first responders, policemen, people who are mathematical or in tech, those people are generally people that are logically minded. The opposite of that, of course, is your emotional feeler. And emotional feelers are very, very empathetic. They care about relationships first and foremost. So when they're making a decision, they don't go through the same process as a logical person does to come to a decision. They really go about like, how is this decision gonna impact, how does this decision make me feel? How is it going to make so-and-so feel? How is it gonna make so-and-so and and -and so-and-so feel? Because we like go so broad. And so sometimes decisions can be really tough for an emotional feeler, and we make things really, really complex because we consider so many people instead of sticking to the facts. What's great though about being an emotional person, a relationship person, is that that is that heart-centered people. Very heart-centered, we're very empathetic, sympathetic, whereas somebody who's logical is apathetic. So an apathetic person is going to have their giftings for a particular reason and they don't need to be emotionally involved in everything. Then the last part is your environment. This is the area of the area of environment that will cause the most conflict. If you are a judging personality type or a J structured person, then you like things to have boundaries around them. You like to know what the end goal is. You want to know what the rules are you know you are a finisher like you if you're going to start something you want to see it all the way through and you are very orderly and so you have a little bit of that logic in you where you're very orderly you like to do things in a sequence and in routine whereas the unstructured person the p is somebody who is very honoring flexibility they need flexibility they don't want a whole lot of rules to bind them, they don't want a lot of structure and to be told this is how you have to do it exactly. What's really cool about a P is that if there is a shortcut to be had, then they're going to do it. A lot of time P people are your C students because they are the ones that they know in their minds it doesn't really matter about the grade because they don't have the need to follow the rules. And so a lot of times P personalities are you know your artists and your entertainers. What I wanna share with you is that if you have a P personality, you might struggle to be successful in social selling. Not because you can't succeed, but because it does take a lot of routine and it takes a lot of consistency, which are struggle for you. It takes a lot of focus. So what you have to do differently than a J is set up your environment in a way that helps you to be successful. So I'm P, and because I struggle to focus, I have to kind of lock myself in a room when it's time to work and I have to turn off all notifications. I know that I am messy and so I can't file all the papers, I pile them. So there's things that I have learned to do and I've learned to also get help on things that are really detail-oriented because that's very hard for me. I want you to know and understand that whether you're structured or unstructured, both are good because they both Play into the role that you play, which I'm not going to get into that in this, but I've talked about it in the past because we're going to be talking specifically about your talents and the things that you're really good at naturally that God has given you. But in your personality, there are roles that you play. There's four different roles. And so you're either a worker, thinker, entertainer, or a connector. And that's more of a relationship person. Again, if you go in Once you know your four letters, then you can go and Google and you can learn so much about your letter type and who you are and how you act. And you're going to be shocked at how spot on those things are because it's very predictable how when you're knitted together a particular way, how you respond to life. And so that's why there's so much power in you knowing that. And again, you knowing that for you, you knowing that for the people that you work closely with so that you can honor what their needs are and you can honor what your needs are. Um, Hopefully this made sense and helped you. I needed to lay a foundation for you to understand how you are designed and how the design in you matters and how you need to honor it and not apologize for how you are because it's all part of your giftings and if we're continuing to apologize for how we are because we bothered somebody that is different than us, then we're never gonna be able to stand in our full power. Thank you so much for listening. I um, am so happy that I've been able to share this with you. Please let me know if you have any questions. I would be happy to answer. And what your homework is for the day is to do your test and to come up with your four letters. And then you can go as deep with it as you want, but at least you'll have a good understanding of who you are. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget that this is part one of a four-part series all about mastering your identity. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you get your worksheet, do your test, do all of the homework. It's meant to help you grow and I want you to move to the next level. Until next time, shine bright and make a difference.